Hi, I'm David Luke, uh, reporting for RoomNow.com uh, on this virtual ULR uh, from the comfort of my home here in Melbourne, Australia. It's been fascinating to get used to this idea of the virtual conference, but I'd really like to tell you about some breakthrough abstracts that came out at this ULR um, about anchor-associated vasculitis, one about therapy, and then one about predicting relapse. Both two important clinical questions in our everyday practice with anchor-associated vasculitis. There's been a lot of talk at this meeting um, around uh, social media and in the actual lay media about avacapan. Avacapan uh, is an agent we've heard uh, quite a bit about in previous meetings. It's a C5A uh, receptor inhibitor, so uh, inhibiting um, that element of the complement pathway and, and affecting that neutrophilic drive which underlies anchor-associated vasculitis. We um, were lucky enough to see the results of the ADVOCATE trial, the phase three trial in Avacapan um, in anchor-associated vasculitis uh, presented by Peter Merkel on the first day of the conference. Um, and subsequently, it's going to be uh, reported on the Sunday um, at, the renal, at the European Renal Meeting as well by David Jane. So uh, this looked at um, patients who uh, were already receiving rituximab or cyclophosphamide um, for their anchor-associated vasculitis and, and was a double-blinded randomised control trial with uh, avacapan versus corticosteroids. That is to say, the avacapan group as protocol didn't have steroids. So head-to-head -head replacing that part of therapy. And it's quite exciting because at, uh, that's something that we've always wanted to do. The idea of a steroid um, free regimen and anchor-associated vasculitis is quite tempting. What we, what we saw was that at 26 weeks, the outcomes were non-inferior, and the, the group that continued on another 26 weeks to 52 weeks actually had superior outcomes um, in the avacapan group. And not only that, and, and of course you'd expect there to be a lower steroid burden in the avacapan group, you'd expect there to be, um, which there was, obviously, you'd expect there to be lower steroid toxicity um, as judged by the glucocorticoid toxicity index that we uh, have now come to, uh, now have become familiar with. We've seen, we saw that lower as well, but we also saw better renal outcomes as well. Um, better renal function in the avacapan group versus the um, steroid group. So this is really quite paradigm changing if we get to use it. This is the kind of thing which might replace our old friend steroids, which we've, which we know and love, but at the same time have a bit of self, -lo a bit of loathing for. Um, and this might actually change things. Now, of course, it comes down to cost. Corticosteroids are cheap. Uh, Avacapan, I suspect, will not be. But whatever, the, if the pricing's right, maybe this is something uh, which we might see as standard of care and anchor-associated vasculitis. Certainly, there's a lot of positive talk about it. The second abstract actually comes from an analysis of the uh, main Ritson 2 study um, in anchor-associated vasculitis and looks at the idea of serum calprotectin. Now, I think a lot of us are familiar with the idea of fecal calprotectin to try and pick up inflammation or colonic info, uh, enteretic in, and colonic inflammation. What I think we, um, we're uh, perhaps a little bit less familiar with is the idea of serum calprotectin, although it's been talked about a lot at ULR um, over the years in the context of things like early, um, early rheumatoid arthritis. It's a bit more sensitive than the um, inflammation markers, the, the um, peripheral blood inflammation markers that we're used to thinking about, like uh, ESR and CRP. Uh, and that's the idea that maybe we might be able to pick up some of this subclinical inflammation that might predict 
the future relapses of disease. And so it's been looked at in, um, as part of main root centres collected there. And there's, there's been data looking at early, uh, early calprotectin predicting future relapse. But what this, is, this, um, this analysis um, from French uh, colleagues looked at was actually the idea that uh, um, serum calprotectin during that maintenance phase might actually uh, predict relapse. And indeed, um, it did. It, predi it predi predicted outright relapse and it, it predicted um, renal, uh, renal um, function uh, problems as well. So really, this was quite uh, an enticing idea that right now, a lot of us are following um, uh, anchor titers, uh, MPL PR3 titers, with the knowledge that they probably don't really predict anything. Um, but that's something that we hold on to. We follow our inflammatory markers dutifully. And then uh, other than that, we're just seeing the flares once they happen. With this, potentially we might be able to predict those flares um, um, as they're about to happen. And that's an, exciting, uh, that's an exciting prospect as well. So two potentially game-changing abstracts here um, at ULA 2020, uh, well, virtually at ULA 2020. Um, perhaps we'll see them in our practice in the future. Of course, it does come down to cost, though. I'm David Lewin. For more, go to roomnow.com.